Hi, my name is Sean Taylor. That's my friend Chris, the Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter. And we're here today with a very special episode, at least in my opinion, because I like YouTube clickbait. I don't know about you, but that's exactly what this is. It's some good YouTube clickbait, because we're going to do the top 10 episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender, Book 3, Fire. It is worth a note before we get started that it's not like us arbitrarily coming up with this list after the fact. Like, we're, we're holding ourselves accountable to the ratings that we take every single time, and now we have to put them up for everybody to see. And, well, Chris won't feel stupid, but some of mine look pretty stupid. And you, you own that, and then you get the top ten list that we're going to look at right here. I'm just I'm not too ashamed of any of them. There's one of them that'll make you raise your eyebrows a little bit. But, yeah, that's really it. Top ten episodes, because we are done with book three. It's very exciting. Um, have a couple plans for more like this in the future, but I don't know why I mentioned that just now because I don't care about those right now. Chris, anything you want to say before we get started? Uh, no, I do think we, we will do an episode ranking every episode of Outer Lost Airbender from it's worst be to best. Yes, I'm, I'm excited for that. That's a very definitive ranking. No one else would, would do that. No one else has the the guts to, to, to do that. And then also... Because that will also rank every single season. So, Oh, yeah. I forgot we we're going to average those out. And at one point in time, we were having discussions about whether season two was better than season three. Is that Was that part yes. of this? Okay. And so we'll get some kind of average there. That'll be fun. It'll be a good time. And then, you know, we will do it. And I can't stress enough that it's not like we get to sit down and have these discussions. Like, no, we got these numbers, like, saved in a spreadsheet. And we can't change them. I mean, we could. But we have integrity. So we're not going to do that. That's very exciting. But today we're going to give you the soft, a soft lead-in to that with our top 10 book three episodes individually and then aggregate at the end. Going to do a serpentine, go back and forth. I will start first because I had to check to see who went first. My number 10 was The Painted Lady. Tremendous episode. I don't know how much I want to say about each of these individual episodes, but a glorious, well-deserved one-off episode for Katara kind of unlike any that she had had since the first season hmm, yeah and I, I don't know where these lists go off as so i don't know if pain lays even on mines or not oh but that's yeah, really true good, that's a great uh, point to bring up. i get the benefit of seeing it because i put them in there but uh yeah it will totally be all brand new to chris so chris i won't <laughs> expect you to comment on anything that i comment on in that case <laughs> let's just go to your number i just 10. disagree with you no you bet Sean, uh, the that's west dumb. Western Air Temple made number 10, huh? Wonder why is, must that, I mean, must that have really good, I think it was really good Zuko stuff in that episode. Um, also, just really great interaction. And I it was one of the most memorable ones for me because my daughter loves that episode because it's the one with the frog and Zuko and the frog stop, jumps on Zuko's he head, I think. Mm -hmm. Somewhere, you know, she cracks up. She loses her stuff every time. Uh, it's important um, to remember in this one, Chris, is that there are two episodes that we ranked as one that have two each, and then one episode we ranked that had four episodes inside of it. So inside of our top ten, there's actually like 15 <laughs> out of the 21 episodes. Yeah. Uh, so it is, I mean... <laughs> I forget that. Yeah. It seems, but it's still good. I would say that we are both big fans yeah. of these episodes. Uh, there's not too many real bad ones in book three, in my opinion. All right. Uh, number nine, the firebending masters, which I have a feeling this is higher on your list than my list. Um, but 
Yeah, this was a, a pretty good episode. It was um, fairly. I feel like it's. It, I want to say it's fairly inconsequential, but there's still there's so much stuff about Iroh that we learn in this episode. Fairly inconsequential, in Chris. We learned so many things. Ah, I'm I mean, if, if Zuko just knew, still could firebend, everything would keep going. I thought there's good stuff there with Aang. It's not a could what still, Chris. He learns to firebend the right way before. That's he true. Was, he, That's true. He changed right here. I don't know why yeah. I'm defending. I don't remember where. I know it's in my list, but I don't really remember where. Um, there were some. There were some great visuals with the dragons for the for the most part. That was the thing that stood out the most to me in in this episode. And I do I do like dragons. I don't know if you can see it. I actually have. I put Serpentera from Power Rangers over here. And then also uh, a, a 1980s two foot tall Godzilla also is fighting Serpentera for control of Hogwarts. Mm. So I'm a big fan of dragons. Ooh. It's very exciting. I don't know why I brought them to my house. I really just wanted them. My number nine, little low, uh, maybe in your opinion, but the Boiling Rock, I really like the yeah, episode. It's a good big story. Uh, I dinged it pretty hard because the first episode, like honestly nothing happens of consequence in the first episode by the end it's a wash so i got ding pretty hard but it, that i mean again still it's number nine here it's really good and i had good high ratings on it um i want to say already at this point in time we're into like the 8.5s or so on ratings i f- forgive me i don't know the exact scores oh, number okay. eight western air temple um you already said it's good mostly good zuko moments and good dialogue stands out to me as well Oh, hey. Yeah, uh, so Pain Lady was number eight for me. It was number 10 for you, correct? This is was. a really great Katara episode. I mean, she delivers probably my favorite line of from her from the series of, like, <clears throat> I will never, ever turn my back on people who need me. And it's just so Katara. It's so much of that character. I think this is a better Katara episode than um, than the Waterbending Master episode in book one. Like, this to me, this informs the character Katara so much more than than that one does. And that's a very good Katara episode. It informs Katara more. At a bare minimum, it shows some of her arc of like going from sort of a raw, I don't know, just kind of a raw weapon who, yeah, she was a great waterbender already at that time. But like now she's uh, really directing it and channeling it and making these very difficult decisions, having a big impact on the whole team. So I feel like it yeah. de- demonstrates a lot of growth as well. It's just a good standalone also, episode, too. My bad. Yeah. Also, what's interesting about this episode is that you would think the character from there who would want to help out a Fire Nation village would be like Aang. But no, it's Katara. You know, Katara has like harbored hard feelings towards the Fire Nation um, you know, since episode one, and she's out here helping them. It's hitting me in the feels right now. I'm a little surprised looking at this now that I ranked the Western Air Temple higher, but it could have been, a, I mean, let's be honest, it could have been a tenth of a point or something. Um, at least I think we're in the 8.4s, give or take right now, 8.4s, 8.5s. Ooh, the Puppet Master. Another good guitar episode here. Really good. Hama is like, um, we talked about, <laughs> we talk about how this show is so political. Uh, I mean, Hama is you know is what happens when when you, when you take out that frustration on your oppressors, right? Like you know, we mentioned before in previous podcasts or in a future po- whatever this podcast was that you know um, 
Mike Mike says he doesn't condone violence, but you got to understand where people are coming from. You, know, you got to understand where the oppressed is coming from. And he's definitely not condoning it here. And Hama, I just man, I just love her 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 dialogue of like we have to take them out by any means necessary, Katara. <laughs> like she's gone. That that's what evil you know evil does if you'll if you'll let it kind of consume you. I'm gonna go ahead and, and put then, mine up here just so we can discuss as a pair. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, this <laughs> worked out pretty well. I yeah, it's uh, it's probably a Hama is definitely bad, but for a kids show again for for a children's show, it does a really good job of trying to put something like real in front of you. Like she's not supposed to be the bad person, um, and it it makes you I don't know it kind of makes you eat it with this episode a little bit and have to swallow some of that difficult decisions and the life she's been through and you want to feel bad for her, but she's kind of an awful old witch. Uh, be- between that and the painted lady, we got, you know, Katara helping the fire nation, Hama being a bad person. Like this start to get some good, good character dynamic, like real life, not just the plain old, I'm trying to think like when video games do the good and evil, like the fable video games where there's always one clearly bad choice and always one clearly good choice. Like, no, we're getting into some yeah. good blend here. And that's much harder yeah, we, to do than you would imagine in a kid's show. And I think I really, I probably also bumped this episode up because of the uh, audio visual with the audio, of the voice actress, Tress, Tress McNeil. McNeil. Who did a, yeah. Who did a great job voicing uh, Hama. You know, she's a she's a legend in, I, in the animation game. Two names that I won't forget because of this podcast, because <laughs> of 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 what what they mean to me in other shows that I didn't connect before I started talking to you would be Tress McNeil and Gray Delisle. I will probably never yeah. there's other ones too, like Janet Varney we talk about a lot and she's actually spoken to you on Twitter. Um, and that's really cool, but that she just doesn't have the same impact in like other stuff that I watched throughout my childhood. I don't think. What else does Janet Barney do? Uh, she's on a couple of live action shows. But uh, she's, yeah. she's done no other voice work, I'm pretty sure. Tress and... and she's like 30-something. Uh, she's not old. So she hasn't been around for those kinds. Yeah. Uh, thanks for saying 30-something's not old. I appreciate that. <laughs> but oh, Tre- Tress 30. McNeil and Gray, Gray Delisle. I know it. Sometimes I run after work and it hurts and I think this is this is 30s. That's where it starts. <laughs> Uh, six, the Avatar and the Fire Lord. I had to, I had to wiki this one to see. I couldn't really remember what happened, and it's the one with all the um, all the dreams, with the wacky dreams and the different making fun of the different anime. No, no, this no. is this is the the one with um, that's Nightmares and Daydreams. Yeah, this is the flashback of Roku. It's about Roku and Sozin. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. And, well, either way, either way, I was kind of surprised I had it so high. Maybe it's just because it's such a telling, important story for the rest of our, for the rest of the uh, the show's arc. I don't know, it caught me off guard when I saw I had it at number six. I don't have anything bad to say about it, I just couldn't remember what happened in there, and no real action points I can think of to talk about. I mean, I'm going to spoil it. I think it shows up on your list fairly soon. So hopefully you've got more interesting yeah. things to say about it. <laughs> uh, oh, number six, The Beach, which I'm sure is absolutely not on your list, Sean. Uh, especially not on your top five. 
It ranked. I, just... I rated it so poorly that it wasn't even close to scratching the top ten aggregate. And keep in mind, the top ten aggregate is really like out of fifteen total. Yeah. <laughs> I hate uh, this episode so much. Uh, the beach is such a good episode. I'm it's glad that not. we had Jamie on for that episode. I learned a lot about myself in that episode. Jamie's <laughs> ratings. Jamie's ratings were closer to mine than yours. Jamie's feelings were closer to <laughs> yours. Than... She did that thing that I do sometimes where when you know something's bad, but you like it anyways, and so you can kind of separate yeah. those two. She she pulled that one on us. Well, it's not bad. It um, is bad. I mean, oh gosh. And if I you just pulled episode, up... episode's so good. If you were, uh, like, no, not episode, into Avatar. amazing. If you were into Avatar... And you just turn the TV on one day, and you're kind of into cartoons. You scroll, you see this episode, you love it. N- you what? love it. You absolutely love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, well, that's no. a lot. There's a lot going on in this episode. Actually, it's not just a like, hey, let's go to the beach type of deal. Let's uh, party it up. All I can think of is Chan, and I just get mad because Chan exists. <laughs> There's so much good Suko stuff here in the audio visual. I mean, that scene where Suko goes down to the beach, and the music is playing, and he's looking at pictures of himself. He's having flashbacks to simpler, more happy times, and he's just there. And then Azula is actually nice to him; like she checks in on him. It's such a beautiful scene. Like the lighting is everything is great in that. And then when they're actually at the beach and you know and Zuko's talking about his issues and then they're all having their well really I only care about May and Zuko's uh story and their issues that really frames their character. And I talked about how May is so like kinda closed off and you know, she's monotone because if she ever acted up or made a scene or, or anything, her parents shut her down quickly and how I related like to that and like yeah i learned like man is that that's that's the way is that why i am the way i am sometimes i have wonderful parents don't get me wrong i love my parents great that's no, okay i took the tiley route if you'll remember yeah you said you identified Which, yeah, man yeah. i was more of a tiley <laughs> other than being acrobatic um, and athletic but the rest of it yeah i but beach is a great great episode i can't recommend the beach enough it's it, i will admit it's I feel like you either love it or you or you or you don't like it. You you I, I have to it. see. I would not say it's a bad episode. I have probably said it, but I shouldn't say it because it's not a bad episode. But you, when you see it, like for me, it's just because you have to. You have to take in that information, and there's information there that you can't get anywhere else in the show, and it kind of fits where it needs to fit in the story. But like, uh, for me, it's always a have to. I'd, ugh, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> just gonna skip ahead to the next one uh southern raiders uh another guitar had like three really good episodes this season which i didn't Guitar remember thought about just the southern raiders the puppet master and the painting lady three really good guitar episodes um and this one you know she she uses that blood bending that she was so afraid to use of before in the puppet master but you know this one we get good flashbacks some really dark, heavy stuff here in, in this episode. Katara is dealing with should I kill the man who killed my who killed my mother or not? And the ending there is it's such a a realistic ending, um, which I, I'm one of the things I love most about Brian and Mike. I feel like they don't 
um, they don't, they don't deal with cliches. <laughs> like a cliche would be like Katara not killing her, but this killer being like, "I found the strength not to do it, Aang. I will forgive him." Like that's a cliche after school type of deal. But she's like, "I didn't kill him. I don't know if it's because I'm strong enough not to kill him, or it's because I'm weak enough that I couldn't." Like that's such a, a realistic thing. Like she doesn't know. She's not for sure, which says a lot about that character. I just want to point out this one was like my number 11 and it was pretty close. So it didn't, it didn't make my list, but not for like a slight. It was just a hair off. Here's one that didn't make your list. The Ember <laughs> Island players. <laughs> this is the first one where I thought to myself, number five, it's like, this is where you start, like the most telling number five difference that we have. <laughs> As as humans and in the way that we watch Avatar, number five <laughs> represents that for us. And what number five? It's a great divide, Sean. It's a great divide. It uh, we you got me making like I wasn't serious at first, but every time you say it, I'm like maybe he wants me to change the name. <laughs> no, I don't. Like, it's the running joke now. Number five kind of takes a, a trope that is difficult to deal with in TV shows. And it it makes fun of it in a very meta way, like in a community caliber way, if I may. It's it's yeah, meta, yeah, it's self aware, it's goofy, and that just happens to be my favorite type of TV show. Even if I don't like these, whatever you call them, the recap episodes, I think yeah. they did it as well as could possibly be done in this show. I think they knocked it out of the park, and they still delivered some important information and messages in there. Uh, number four, I did Firebending Masters. I liked it quite a bit better than you because of dragons and Indiana Jones themes. And, you know, yeah. this is a good episode. Okay, number four, the Avatar and the Fire Lord. Um, one thing, it's just great to see Roku uh, see a little bit more of his backstory. But really, this this sets this sets everything in motion. We finally learned how did the Hundred Year War start. I would like if there was, uh, if Sozin had a little bit more uh, reason to, to spread the greatness of the Fire Nation. Like, I would really, and this is one of the things that we could change with the live action, even though we talked about in the previous episode. I would really like that if, say, he visited the Earth Kingdom, he's like, you know, this place is poor and it's the slums and it's like these people aren't living their best life they could be living. Like, I can give they them need so me. much more. Yeah, they, they need me. Um, that would have been a, a great start because you know, Roku would have been wrong to say no in, in that case, but he still would have said no because he's been told, hey, four nations supposed to be that, just four. And then Aang says, like, you know, no, screw your old wisdom, Aang, uh, Roku, which he says in the comics, and like, then he can work with the Fire Nation. Uh, would have made Roku look, <laughs> would have made Roku look worse as an avatar, which I mean, he's already our worst avatar anyway by, but, by somebody's incorrect uh ordering based on tiebreakers uh, <laughs> he's not yeah. that he man it is tough when it's your it's his best friend his lifelong buddy there that's tough i feel for the yeah. guy um i would i think that's a great add-in though because then again you sort of humanized it you've i'm glad you described it a little bit because i honestly couldn't remember why i would have had this episode in my top 10 um, but when I'm thinking back, I also liked the dichotomy of Aang and Zuko learning the same things at the same time. 
Um, mm, like yeah. from this point forth, their destinies are super duper hooked up together. So I really, I'm thinking back, I did like that. But uh, yeah, I don't think Roku would have told him no if he'd been presented your situation and it would have been very humanizing and something that feels like it could really happen and really be a motivation. Maybe even a good intention one in, in Sozin's case, probably not. But um, you could you could rationalize it, I guess is what I'm getting at in a very real way. So I like that. Let's see that change in live action. Yeah. It's funny because it's, kind of, it's kind of like Kuvira. Like Kuvira and Legend of Korra, which we'll get to. Like she, the Earth Kingdom is in shambles, but she's not going to help out people unless they're like, yeah, we bow to you, great uniter. She's like, yeah, I have to rule you. If you want to be better off, I'm going to rule you. I can't just give you stuff for free. Like I got to take control of that and make sure that all of these resources are being used to great effect. All this stuff kind of makes me want to talk about the, uh, kind of makes me want to talk about the promise. Makes me look forward to that. Yeah. Get into the politics a bit. Okay. Number three, the boiling rock. Uh, this, this episode has, to me, the most jaw-dropping moment of the whole series of just that one moment of <laughs> of Azula and, and May. And, uh, you know, and May has helped Zuko escape, and she's been captured by Fire Nation soldiers. And Azula's like, leave us. She's like, why do it? Like, you know the consequences. And May says, you miscalculated I love Zuko more than I fear you. Azula, no, you miscalculated. You should have feared me more. They're about to just, Azula's about to lightning strike at May. And May has her knives ready. And just when Azula's like by the lightning strike, she gets chi blocked by Tai Lee. That was a jaw dropping moment. Like she drops to the floor. That was Azula's downfall right there. Like, and in this episode, episode's so good at visually telling you the story in that fight. Of on the gondola, Azula is so measured. She's so in control. She's in control of like every single inch of her body. That she's able to do a push-up off the edge of a gondola, hanging three her feet in the air, hanging hundreds of feet in the air, and she's not at all sweating it. And then after that, things just go downhill. So great, great episode. Broke her, broke her spirit. And kind of her brain yeah. a little bit. I had this. The, I had the day of Black Sun. It's number three. It is. A, oh, yeah, never mind. That makes sense. That's interesting. A, well, this one is. might make sense, but my next one won't make sense to you. <laughs> I had the day of Black Sun, and I will save it because <clears throat> naturally you know it's going to show up on your list as well, and yeah. I like to talk about it as a group. First, I do have to get to what I consider an injustice on your part. It's too high on mine. But it, I'm sad it didn't show up on yours at all. It is Sokka's master. It was like point. Uh. It was like point oh two higher or something than uh, than Day of Black Sun. I love Sokka's master. Iroh is my favorite character because he's supposed to be everybody's favorite character in that way. Uh, but the character to whom I relate the most is Sokka, and it's not like it's not close. There's no other comp for me. Um, and I think I just I feel it the most in this episode here. And I love Master Paku. And you start to get the sense of these individuals that are working towards something greater than uh, than national uh, division. Or I, I don't know what I'm trying to say there. You start to get a better sense of this 
that that some people have transcended the nonsense of of their political decisions. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm I was reading a random notification from a from a YouTube video of mine of of Isaka Suyin's father, and uh, <laughs> I felt I feel sorry for sorry. you were over explaining your thing. I was listening, but also, you know, they they wrote honestly. I think she is Saka's kid, and Toph didn't even know because, for what I understand, she was very sexually active. So she has like thirty options in her head. This is the funny part. And she's and she is blind, so she can't see the resemblance. <laughs> Sometimes the truth hurts. Uh, I don't know why I found this I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> no, I think I'm good. I just I like this episode because I relate so strongly to Sokka, and it is probably the second best ish, give or take, Sokka episode in the whole Man, thing. Number two. Wow. Yeah, that's high for me. Number yeah. two is too. Well, you, it didn't make it on your list at all, and I was yeah, a little offended, much. but it was like your 12 or 13. <laughs> like, it was close. It's a great episode. I love the moment of reveal that Iroh's working out. That was, to me, that was the biggest moment of that episode. I remember re- watching that episode for the first time and rewinding it just to watch that part of Iroh, like, taking the apple. And, and putting his mouth and then like undoing his his like robe and just hopping onto that bar doing you know a one arm pull up i just uh the anytime you get more iro always a good thing and then you know there's times in our lives where all of us feel like not special and that's when the soccer where we all hit our, our soccer spots the hardest and that it's a great episode i said too high but uh still a great episode let's talk day of black sun Day of Black Sun. It's, I mean, it's a great. It's the, it's the finale that you thought you might get. Um, it's the. The uh, thing about this episode is that the, the B plot to me is way more interesting than the A plot. And the B plot is the Zuko confronting his dad, and that, I mean, we've talked about this before. That that moment is so good. Like it's, it's the ultimate moment of the. Um, of the abuse standing up to their abuser like saying i'm not taking it anymore i'm calling you out for the for the crap father you are um and yeah in, in the moment he's you know he's you know just like you know he he talks talks to uh ozai like you know you challenged me a kid to and uh agni kai it was cruel and he's like it was to teach you respect no it's just uh such a great dialogue there it's in our top just, top it's, moments it's, it goes, in our yeah, it's, top episodes it is the you know we talk a lot about zuko's character arc and this is the the sort of pinnacle of where his yes. arc turns is right here it's definitely the the breaking point so to speak it is a huge shift in momentum in the rest of the series like there's no other single set of episodes you could point to where you get this kind of drastic turn yeah, yeah, definitely true. Tremendous episode. It gets way more predictable after this. Anything else to say on Black Day of Black Sun? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, Aang... What was that? Aang pretty much does... He has another loss, right? And that's that's big. And I like how Aang takes the loss. Is that he, he takes it pretty hard. Um, He's not like Ash catch him, but he loses sometimes. 
Yeah, yeah. He wins way more than Ash. <laughs> At least in the, in the big moments. Ash has won plenty, but... Nah, his his percentage um, is worse than Hangs, that's for sure. Yeah, go yeah. go watch Day of Black Sun. Like I said if I could do it over it would certainly be my, my number two episode, but gonna hold my gotta hold my rankings uh, accountable. And then the top one is and, is, is, is oh, I was gonna I was gonna oh, lie to you the headband. That's no, <laughs> <laughs> It was uh Nightmares and Daydreams is what it was. It's uh number, yeah, number one. one Nightmares and Daydreams. I'm, you know, on I'm a little surprised it didn't crack, but there's just there's not there's not a lot of bad episodes in this season. I'm kind of curious. I don't really remember what our... What do you think our number 15s were? Probably one of the really uh-huh. early ones. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, they don't yeah. matter. All that Susan's matters right comment. now is Susan's comment. Sure, Susan's it gets comment, number one. four episodes to work with. One. I didn't know until you told me, though, that they were essentially sort of gifted the fourth episode... And, you know, like, I complained about the Boiling Rock, like, episode one, they didn't do a whole lot. Um, it's like, this episode, there's four episodes of stuff, and you couldn't you couldn't take a piece out of it. There's no way you could make this smaller so. and not have a serious impact difference. It's, it's a made-for-TV movie that's amazing. Yeah, it definitely, definitely felt like a made-for-TV movie. To me, this is the greatest, the best finale of a show like this is the best ending of a story of a fantasy story like whether that's star wars i honestly need to rewatch lord of the rings i really want to but first time i watched it i was really bored sorry people um but i was younger then i was I like in high school i don't think you come off of lord of the rings i'm a big lord of the rings fan i don't think you come off lord of the rings with the same high that you come off of this this though okay just just my opinion it's it's great though. Lord of the Rings is up there for me. Yeah, I really do need to rewatch it. I have it on Blu-ray, the, the trilogy. I just haven't. It's a, it's a, it's, it's an a ordeal. Com- it's a commitment. <laughs> yeah, it is a time commitment. <laughs> now I got the I got Marion Pippin stuck in my head. And since we we're talking about uh, social issues earlier, you brave little hobbits. Uh, what else do you say yeah, so- in our in our episode? about Sozin's comment we did we split it up into twos and I think your exact words were like it's the greatest finale it's exactly what you want a finale greatest finale of all time and then your second one kind of caught me off guard though it was uh Scrubs (laughs) season (laughs) eight yeah which uh yes season eight (laughs) that's sort of like going for a cartoon (laughs) show made for kids but actually loved by adults to a a live action show "Quote unquote" for adults, but actually with a more watch. childish sense of humor. <laughs> you should watch Scrubs. Uh, I probably will Scrubs? at some point. No, not you love Scrubs. I've seen enough to know that I would enjoy it. Yeah. Like <laughs> I've never really, watched yeah. any of it consistently in any order. I don't, couldn't tell you what service yeah. it's on, but I know I would enjoy it. It's my kind of show. I bet my not wife to, would like it too. To, actually, not to shame our podcast, but so Donald Faison and Zach Braff, who are the main characters of Scrubs, like, in the last month or so, has started their own podcast, just reviewing episodes. And it's <laughs> and it's it's like what we do, sort of, but it's, it's way funnier. It's hilarious. Like, I'm just mowing the yard, cracking up, listening to it, because they just, they just shoot, you know, they just, they're just talking. They're, they are, like, really close friends, like, really close. That's awesome. <laughs> like... And it's always good to hear like a show you love that the people who worked on it were actually really close and like 
they were like they had people on from the show they talk about it and uh they had the most recent episode they had uh the the showrunner's wife on because she was she was a character on the show and that's always funny because like on the show she sleeps with jd the main character mm-hmm. <laughs> and like they the dynamic they have with each other, the friendship they have with each other is just so hilarious. It's the best podcast I've listened to. And who? So this is probably the third best. <laughs> we're, I mean, we're in my top ten. I don't know. We're in my top ten. I listen to a ton of podcasts. It's it's a tough racket out there. Uh, what are the names of the two characters? They, it's JD and... Uh, um, yeah, JD and Turk. And they have Brad, the... Zach Braff and Donald Faison. And they have the podcast. Yeah, the podcast is called Fake Doctors, Real Friends. That's that's adorable. <laughs> well, there's, I mean, this passing resemblance there to us as yeah. well, except for, you know, talented and rich and famous. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're, we're almost done with Psych. And then I was actually trying to convince my wife to come watch Avatar The Last Airbender again, like as our, we always have a show that we watch during dinner. Essentially, every day we eat dinner, we watch one episode or whatever. And so I was going to try to get her to watch Avatar The Last, uh, the Last Airbender again. Um, but she was said that was stupid because I literally just finished watching it. <laughs> uh, but we're almost done with Psych. I don't know if Scrubs is out there on one of those services. Uh, it's on Hulu. On Hulu? Okay. Well, watchable yeah. thing. So we'll check it out. But not until we're done talking about Susan's Comet. I just don't even know what else to say about Susan's Comet. It's my favorite episode. Uh, a couple highlights. Of a television Zula. show. If, the if, agony Kai between Azula and Zuko is jaw-droppingly amazing. Like, it's so beautiful, <laughs> such great storytelling, um, such a great job done there. And then, of course, the angry Ozai fight is is such an interesting fight because there's just two fights kind of in one. <laughs> um, and a lot of good storytelling going on there. Not as um, direct storytelling, but if you, if you were to look at it, there's some good storytelling going on. If if you could put with if you could put it with... into a made for TV movie, like it would probably be among my favorite movies. It just it's is a beautiful pinnacle of the show. It's what we deserved. There was no no Game of Thrones let down at the end here or any of that nonsense. Nope. It is the finale the show deserved. It's great. Go watch it. You know, it's almost worth watching the entire show just so that you can appreciate this episode and everything that comes together in it. I mean, we would tell you to watch the show anyway, but just to sort of fully get the impact of how much this episode accomplishes in, in you know, I don't know, 80, 88 minutes or something. It's great. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. all I got to say about that. Uh, I've got an aggregate list of top 10, which is, you know, fairly well resembles what we have a painted lady was number 10 there was a lot of ties for the ties i honest to goodness just picked whatever you had higher because your ratings always make more sense to me <laughs> so the uh painted lady Sokka's master was fairly high on yours so it uh-huh. didn't scrape our it was like i want to say it was 12 on yours so it scraped by western air temple the puppet master the firebending masters the Southern Raiders, again, that was really close on mine with good ratings, so it was able to get that. It surprised me it was that high, but got there. Yeah. Boiling Rock. The Avatar and the Fire Lord, little surprised, but it's just because I dinged the Boiling Rock so hard. Uh, maybe a good decision, I don't know. Good or bad. Day of Black Sun. Sozin's Comet. 
not a whole lot of surprise there. Again, I, I was probably too hard on that first episode of The Boiling Rock, but that's all right. Avatar and the Fire Lord. I, I wish I could remember more of how that one went. I feel like I'm just remembering tiny bits and pieces. I, I know I liked the dichotomy of Aang and, Aang and Zuko both learning so much expositional material. Yeah. But, Man, um, I'm just saying this. I'm kind of. I mean, there's a couple, couple different filler episodes in here, and like, going into season three, I thought the filler episodes would, would kind of take it down a notch compared to season two. But I mean, we had the Painted Lady, Sokka's Master, the Puppet Master, um, a lot of I, masters in this. <laughs> Sokka's Master, the Puppet Master, the Fire Bending Masters. If you don't mind waiting a sec, I'm gonna see if I can pull up the whole. Because I want to see what episodes are missing. Again, there's only like six episodes that aren't technically yeah. included in here. So if you don't yeah, mind just, waiting. Yeah. No, what's in the... I guess what's in... What's all of season three? Yeah. Or what's in the, in the worst or whatever. Let's, uh, um, let's give it a look here. I'm sure. So The Awakening. Um, I feel like that was really high on yours. Like close... The headband, neither one of us liked the headband. Painted Lady, Sokka's yeah. Master, The Beach, Avatar Fire Alert, The Runaway, neither one of us. Then, mm. yeah. Okay, so The Runaway so far in the headband are two that we didn't care about. Nightmares and Daydreams was good in a weird way. Day of Black Sun, Western Air Temple, Firebending Masters, Boiling Rock, Southern Raiders, Ember Island Players, Sozin's Comet. So it's, I mean, it just feels like a shorter season, but... I'd say out of that group, the headband and the runaway we didn't care for and Nightmares and Daydreams kind of weird, but I don't think we didn't like Nightmares and Daydreams. Yeah. No, so. I mean, I like it. I can I can not watch it and be perfectly content. Yeah, you don't miss... It's it's funny for all the other anime references. Uh, you know, I'm not huge into other anime, but I still can appreciate some good meta humor. So, yeah, not a ton of surprises there. At some point... We will take like average score on a per episode basis of book three, and we'll compare it to book two. I think all of us agree that book one's the least. <laughs> I mean, book, it's, one, book it's, one might be a dark horse. It's it's I'll, exposition well, I doubt I it because because the great divide. It's going to drag it down. Yeah, and um, bottle of the water tribe is going to drag that down. Yeah, so I it, and the water being a scroll. I don't think we held that high up. I, I probably but, liked it more than you, but I don't remember liking it rating wise a whole lot. So yeah. it's it's exposition. Like, I hate when people say like, <laughs> I don't. People have their own opinions, but when when people say like, oh yeah, there's no episode of Legend of Korra that's better. I heard someone say that there's no and like people big YouTubers, bigger YouTubers than me, because I'm not a big YouTuber. <laughs> say like, yeah, I don't think there's a single episode of Korra that I like better than Avatar. That I think. It, not like they said that thing is better than better than uh avatar i'm like um better than any episode you... whoa, whoa better than any episode of avatar yeah it's, it's summons to that effect uh, what and i'm like wait what what um there sure are at you. least there are like four or five episodes of avatar that you could throw out and i wouldn't even remember that they were gone yeah well the i mean great Korra, fight i would know but i'd be yeah. happy the thing about Legend of Korra is that you, most of them are, are very 
necessary for for the story. It's a very continuous story within the season itself. What's the word? Uh, for that? Very that? like very serial. Like this is a serial. I keep pointing the wrong way. This is a serial show, but Cora probably more so, more like a a very interdependent soap opera of sorts. Yeah, that's um, fine. Legend Cora, which is why I think a live action Legend Cora would do it really well. Because to me, it's it's more like current shows on right now like a, it'd be like an hbo drama almost like it's got that yeah. sense of inter episode uh, or episode interdependency uh yeah. i do i i am going to predict that the fire book three fire episodes are going to rate out higher just there's fewer of them uh there's fewer yeah. really bad episodes so nothing's going to drag down our 10 out of 10 sozin's comet you know like nothing's going to drag that down far enough to compete with some of the filler in book two. That's just a prediction. But the more I think about the quantity, you know, it's 16 episodes and one of them's a 10 out of 10 out of 10 out of 10 out of 10. Be hard to drag that down. But uh, we will do that. That'll be a lot of fun. We'll, uh, we'll pull like an extra long episode that day. We'll get the popcorn out and we'll go episode by episode, presumably just aggregate scores. We can keep some yes. fun fun footnotes about who hated this one but loved this one, so it made it average. Do some of that. Yes, we won't do we won't do your number sixty one <laughs> and my number sixty one. Nobody number ain't nobody got time for that. That is a long No, we'll do aggregates and uh, we'll keep some fun footnotes about the ones where we had big disparities or things like that. And that's all I got for this one. That's top ten book three episodes. We're finished with book three. And thanks for sticking with us for some of these kind of in-between episodes, in-between seasons. But I'm I'm getting really excited to start watching Korra. So as much fun as this is, I feel like I'm being teased at this point. It's, it's about time. So, uh, anyway, thank you very much for joining me, Chris. I hope everything's well with you. And fans and friends of the show, thank you as well. We will talk to you next week.